welcome to episode 362 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life, if your life's all about parkrun. I'm Toc, and I'm coming to you from Bunurong country. And I'm Melissa, and I'm coming to you from Rangery country. And thank you for joining me two weeks in a row, Talk. It's my pleasure, Mel. It seems to be coming a bit of a, a Monday night thing. <laughs> Oh, don't say that. People will talk. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they see the budgies. <laughs> oh, oh, don't give me that visual again. We can't go back there from last week. Goodness me, what will people say? Mel, how was your park run this week? Where did you go to? <laughs> no segue. Well, thank you for asking, Tony. I was out at Sunbury. Look, I haven't... I haven't written a huge recap on my weekend because I was keeping it pretty low-key. I had a big weekend planned with family stuff, so I could not travel far. I had to have my daughter at her theatre performance by 10am. So I headed out to Sunbury Park Run, which is only half an hour from Meltown, and I hadn't been there in quite a while. I don't think I'd been there in years, actually. So it was nice to venture out there. Sunbury's had a course change since I was last there. They are starting in a new location due to works in their original start-finish area. Does that mean they've got rid of that big hill? Uh, No. Ah. No, no, no. The hill is is still there. Absolutely. But um, for those who have been to Sunbury, they would be familiar with the little area called the Nook that you do a circuit of in the original course. Well, the new start-finish area is in the Nook, and look, it's a beautiful spot, really picturesque. Um, it's on, I would say, an embankment. It's very green. There's lots of European trees, so uh as opposed to, you know, the grey gums of the Australian outback. It's all very European and green and manicured. It was raining. I got very wet. <laughs> and I picked up the lovely Jodie Maisie on my, uh, from the train station as, uh, as I um, arrived at Sunbury and she volunteered. So it was nice to have a friend there on the morning And it was low numbers out at Sunbury. There was only 26 finishes. Now, their previous lowest event numbers was 31. We looked up on the morning. So that was their their smallest ever park run on Saturday. And it wasn't heavy rain either. So I don't know why this week was the smallest ever. It It was a light drizzle. Yeah, it was inconvenient, but, you know, it wasn't terrible. And it wasn't freezing either, and it wasn't really windy. It was just, it was just wet. So um, yeah, I had my fourth run out at Sunbury. I think lower numbers may have been a thing this week, Mel. I know the greatest part of the greatest state, Gippsland. Our overall numbers across our thirteen events were down about fifty percent on the week before. Wow. Okay. And there was a lot of very wet, wet and very windy events on Saturday. I wonder if the difference is it is December, so, you know, there's people that do have extra things on at this time of year. So if you mix that with the rain, that must have had an extra impact. 
Yeah, pe- people are out doing shopping. People are out doing a whole heap of things. The, the Christmas activities, the the family catch ups, the the everything else that comes with Christmas. And we went to a shopping centre after park run. It was fairly manic, I would have said. So that's probably where all the park runners were hiding. Oh my God, they're out Christmas shopping. Okay, so what about you, Talk, Where were you and Jack this Saturday? Now, we uh, ventured up the highway. We had five different park runs plugged in to our mapping just to see how far we'd get up the road, uncertain what time we're getting up out of bed. We ended up going to the lovely Cyril Curtin park run at Williamstown. It was blowing a gale, or not blowing a gale, it was windy. The rain was coming straight off the ocean, so it was fairly damp. But um, we joined 46 other people and eight volunteers, and we caught up with a couple of regular pod people, Helen and Steve Davis, Heather Morgan, Ayala Lataba, and we were joined after at breakfast by Carolyn McRae, who'd been off running at Newport Lakes just up the road. So, look, we had a, a fairly damp day with a small crowd, but breakfast always made up for it. We were still at breakfast at half past ten having a bit of a chat, so it was good. It was a good day, but uh, we had to be in Melbourne to do a couple of things. So that was one of the ones along the way that we thought we'd get to, and it works on a P-index, a very long-distant future P-index, but <laughs> a P-index, no, no less. So that surprises me, Top, that you're working on a P-index on the other, like, on the other side of the state. Like, really? Is that is that a good strategy? Well, look. We've taken a bit of advice probably from Sarah. You know, we've joined the west side. Oh. Yeah, there's lots lots of things to like on the west side. Well, thank you. Yes, there is. <laughs> and look, a couple of our kids do live over over that way, so it's you know, an event reasonably close to, to where the kids live and it's it's Cyril Curtin's actually a really easy one to get to off the freeway. It's not that far out off the freeway and I've really enjoyed the couple of times I've been there. The event team's fantastic and it's just got a really good feel event. I actually think that a lot of the events in the west of, um, you know, the Melbourne western suburbs are underrated and unappreciated. And, you know, there's a lot of little hidden gems like Newport Lakes is amazing. Altona's really, Altona Beach is really underrated. So, yeah. I think you're right, Mel. I think those ones really are. You know, we tend to look at our our coastal ones or our ones within the hills or whatever. But yeah, some of the um, some of the views and the course, as you said, Altona's you know cracking little course along the foreshore. Um, I'd really enjoy some of those Newport Lakes. I look at the the course map for that and think, how would you ever follow that? <laughs> and it's one I think we've discussed before, but when you get there, oh, I don't know, I, I found it quite easy. It actually just flows, it works. You know, it's a lovely little course in an area that you just wouldn't anticipate that little bit of bush down through the uh, the lake area and that. It's just a lovely little course. I oh, know. It's hidden. You wouldn't have no idea that it's there in amongst the residential area. So, yeah, you uh, southeasterners, you need to come over west and check out some of our little park runs. But we also have some very lovely ones over our way too. So they're all, they're all lovely in their own little ways. Yep. So, 
that's where we were, Mel, Cyril Curtin. We were there for, for the third time, so probably only need to get there another four times for it to be useful in a P-index, but uh, we'll work on that. I'll have to meet you out there one day. Yeah. But um, sad news this week, Toc. We uh, didn't have Ainsbury Heritage Trail Juniors. We had to cancel this week due to not being able to fill our volunteer roster. So that was really sad. I got an unexpected sleep in on Sunday morning. But on the upside, our friends out at Thorndon, they did celebrate their third birthday on Sunday. So things are going really well for them out there and uh, we'd like to wish them a very happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Thornton. It's good to see the juniors just ticking along. be interesting to see what happens in the future. Hmm. And I'll be out there uh, visiting them again on New Year's Eve um, on the roster for the 31st of December with um, Jonathan Morgan out there as RD on the day. Okay. I haven't been to one of the to the South Australian one yet, Mel. Um as you know, our our Australian system of child welfare checks being different in every state makes it a little bit awkward. Well, the South Australian one is really simple to apply for, so I do encourage you <laughs> to have a crack at it and then on your next visit you will be able to experience Thorndon Juniors as a volunteer. Better get on the program because at this stage we've done probably as many overseas junior park runs as volunteers than we have Australian. (laughs) And more sad news with cancellations, Mel, across the UK they had um, a bit of a polar blast with sub-zero temperatures, snow and ice. I did a bit of a count. I was watching the UK cancellations page and the last time I checked it, they were at about 210 cancellations out of the approximately 600 events across the UK. Um, and there were whole whole areas that were basically out. Um, Claire Windsor wow. uh, posted that only two out of the 36 events in her area around Newcastle were able to proceed. So you think only two out of 36, that's a lot of cancellations in one area. Uh, I'm happy to say that Claire made it to Cotsford Fields Park Run, so she still got her park run in. Uh, I know Pippa had a bit of an adventure of getting home from her park run. I think she might have been held up for three or four hours trying to get home from park run because of snow. Um, reading the reasons on the cancellations page, they're generally around ice and weather related, but there's always a few people that get a few funny ones in. Um, and some of the funnier ones that I thought um, – one reason for cancellation was the Curly Whirly is now a helter-skelter. <laughs> uh, one event just had Ice Ice Baby <laughs> and another one had insufficient supply of ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few people being creative and uh, navigating their way around the cancellations page there. Wow. So one third of the UK wiped out on the weekend. Yeah, and look, I didn't have a look at the stats. Normally I would have jumped on and had a look at the stats and seen what sort of difference it made to their numbers with that many events out. But when you've got two events proceeding out of 36 in an area, yeah, the numbers must have just plummeted. And I imagine that there's probably a few courses that um, got attendance records purely because they were the only ones still able to proceed. Did we have many cancellations in Victoria? 
Because uh, we had a lot of rain on the weekend, but... We had several. So a few of the Gippie, as I said, Gippie was down 50%. Um, Sale, Bansdale and Tarelgan all had to cancel, um, all with water over the course. So, yeah, mm. we had a few cancellations around. There was a couple of others. I don't think there were any up north, but, um, yeah, we did have a couple of cancellations. Yeah, it's usually our river events. Then you had up into New South Wales, you know, Pambula wetlands. Um, they were very wet, so they had to cancel. I think the name was a giveaway. <laughs> um, and there was a few on that New South Wales south coast that were cancellations as well. Right. Probably in better news, Mel, the Christmas compendium. Events are slowly updating that. I remind everyone they've still got another week to, to put in their final Yes or no. Uh, but at this stage, we have Christmas Day. We have 195 events have said they're going ahead. That's up 11 from last week. And New Year's Day, we've cracked the 200 events proceeding, and that's up 11 as well from last week. Well, that's good. More choice. I have checked the event I intend to do now on New Year's Day, and it has declared it's going ahead. So, woohoo! But did you know, Toc, that it isn't just the 5K events that can hold the extra day on Christmas and New Year's Day? So can the juniors, should we so wish? I haven't had a look, Mel, to see if any of the juniors are actually proceeding. What's the thoughts at Ainsbury for the days? The thoughts are no. Probably the event team all prefers to be out doing their extra 5K event. Um, but, I, you know, the reason I, I'm aware and I raise it is because I'm getting reminders that I have to jump on and actually do that whole declaration that we're not holding this special event for juniors. Yep. And I don't actually know how to do it, so I need to follow that up. I'm sure it's easy. Um, for, for those, Mel, that, um, I think there was something came out last week, an email uh, from headquarters it actually steps through for events uh, how you do it in WordPress uh, which for those that don't know is the the background to the web page um, there's a procedure to go through WordPress and it is fairly easy the biggest problem I think for events is probably remembering the WordPress password from when you launched you know, three or four years later it's hard to remember what a password is to actually log in for the once a year a lot of events do to actually update this. Would that be something they gave me in the event manual when I launched the event? That would have been something that was in the event <laughs> manual when you launched the well, event. Well, then I should be good then, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'll look it up. You know what else I'm supposed to be doing? Doing a volunteer call out tonight, but here I am recording. So <laughs> as soon as I get offline, I'll have to do the shout out for volunteers. We have a very half-empty roster and I'm up this week as RD. Okay, I hope you go all right. We'll... Um be away Sunday to run, so there we mm. yeah. We'll see how we go. But, Tony, we've got an email. You've got mail. So this week we heard from Tracy Leeper. She is Tutu Tracy, and she said, Hi, was just catching up on last week's podcast and wanted to say that if Mel and Toc planned their Kentucky tour, right, say the end of July, then they could throw a little marathon at that rock they were mentioning. Just throwing it out there, Tracy Leeper. 
Well, I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> the only problem, from my memory, the the marathon that runs around the rock runs on a Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> yes. Tracy, problem. Uh, so mm. I, I think they probably should change an event that's run for, you know, maybe a 1,000 or 2,000, but they should change that so that Park Run has right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, or we could just do a Frito Marathon midweek. You could do that, make mm. your own medals. I'm sure we've got someone clever enough to uh, 3D print some medals and, yeah. Talk to Stephen Davis. <laughs> <laughs> that was where my mind went, actually. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh. look, we're going to have to plan a Kentucky tour one day and uh, I think it's going to be bigger than Ben-Hur when we do it. Look, this podcast has been threatening Kentucky tours since they do forever. It. <laughs> one day it'll happen. Maybe that's what we call Palm. We just need to have a bus for Palm. That's going to be Palm when they let me go overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Right. Mel, this week, Dazzers. This week, Dazza said, Britney Spears is celebrating her birthday today. What are you celebrating? A run? A walk? A morning in a volley vest? Come on in, place your order, and tell us about your morning. Well, and first, we heard from Maz Strong, who said... Timekeeper at Parkville, a park run volunteer takeover for International Day of People with Disability. Now, Maz didn't share a photo, but I wanted to say thank you for volunteering and give recognition to the International Day for People with Disability, which I think was actually Sunday. Okay, I wasn't sure on the date. Hmm. And we also heard from Simon Mackley. Simon said... Flying the ugly flag at Echo Ripley. Once I'd gotten over the hill on the outbound, I thought, hit me, baby, one more time. (laughs) (laughs) And the pic that Simon put in was Simon zooming in his budgies. (laughs) (laughs) There's more budgies out there than a surf life-saving carnival. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. But you should have sung that. That was that was a little bit of a Britney song. Anyway. Well, that was my version of singing. <laughs> we also heard from Heather Patzel in South Australia, and she said 10 years of Mount Gambier Park Run with the love heart emoji. And Heather shared a photo of herself in the Mount Gambier selfie frame in her ugly Christmas singlet budgie edition shirt. Happy birthday, Mount Gambier. Yeah, happy birthday. It was good to see. I saw Phil cutting a cake and I saw another photo of Phil Ackland who's been there right from the start being interviewed on ABC Radio for their birthday as well. Oh, true. Do they still go to the Metro? I don't know, but for a long time that I think had the record of being the longest post-park run FAF location. I know some days I was still there at lunchtime and I think sometimes when the uh, metro went to close at three in the afternoon, they're having to move them out. Okay. And look, adventurers, if you have not been to Mount Gambier Park Run, do yourself a favour and get there, especially this time of year. It is the right time of year for that uh, 
like to be very blue. Rightio. Next, we heard from Joe McLean in New South Wales. Natalie Wilson and I celebrated Rouse Hills Parkrun's fifth birthday this morning with a Christmas theme and chocolate cake. My jingle tree Christmas singlet got a showing today and then saving the budgies for the 16th. <laughs> and then we had a whole string of emojis. We had a Christmas tree, we had a Santa, a present and a cake. And I do like cake. And surprisingly, the photo was a pic of Joe and Natalie eating chocolate cake. And happy birthday to Rouse Hill. Hill. Yeah. Now, we also heard from Martine Barrett down in Tassie. And she said, Andrew and I celebrated Wynyard Foreshore's arbitrary 245th park run, our first official result on a course with a beach component. Thanks, Val, for the tip of doing it on low tide day. Enjoyed this double out and back course. I even enjoyed running on the sand. And there was a photo of Martine and Andrew with Eric Banner. And moving around our around Australia trip, we caught up with Dave Bravos from WA. I was prepared for the hilliness of Mount Clarence, but I wasn't prepared for it to be warm, still, and humid. Lucy, who covered most of the distance in the pram, even asking me to let go on some of the downhill bits, didn't know what I was going on about. (laughs) And the photo was a picture of Lucy and David in their adventurous shirts in the selfie frame. Cute little Lucy. And we also heard from Mark Scarborough. He came to us from the ACT and he said, whoops, forgot to scan in at Gungullard Park Run, and he had a very sad-looking photo of himself with his token, which looked like it was taken at brunch. So I don't know what you did there, Mark. Not too uh, sure about the run directors that forget to scan. (laughs) (laughs) Was he RD? No, 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 just uh, a very experienced run director. He is an experienced run director, yes. So, yeah, yeah, shame. (laughs) Maybe we need to give him a fine. We haven't had the fines roll out for a while. We haven't had fines for a while, Mel. We haven't had the uh, the ching. No. Well, leave that. Leave that to me. Rightio. Moving off the continent, we had Natalie Sopper f- reporting from Munich. Dazza, what a snowy adventure I've had at West Park Park Run. In Munich, started yesterday with an eight-hour bus trip from Slovakia through driving snow to get to Munich. It continued snowing heavily throughout the night, but to my delight, parkrun was on. There was a hasty reshuffle of volunteer positions and a last-minute amazing volunteers stepping in, including run director, as people couldn't drive there. Other park users were cross-country skiing and tobogganing. Very cold, but enjoyable double lap through the snow with my only goal was to stay upright on the slippery paths. Count myself very lucky that this park run went ahead and that my hotel was close enough that I could walk to the start. Trains were down, which meant that other tourists couldn't make it. Bonus was the delicious treats afterwards for milestone celebrations. And we had a little emoji of a little smiley lovey face and a snowman. My next park run in two weeks is in Singapore and is going to be a vastly different experience. And the pick was of Natalie in the snow at West Park park run in Munich and Mel you'd have to say going from the snow in Munich to Singapore is going to be a very shocking experience. 
What an adventure Natalie has had. And thank you, Natalie, for bringing all those to us as you traveled around, even if you did have a 12-week hiatus, but we'll forgive you for that. (laughs) But yeah, it looks like it's been amazing. Now, we also heard from Peter LaRue over in South Africa. Hmm, looks like I've got some pronunciations to get through. He said, knocked off my Nindy at Zerfontein Park Run, two kilometres on sports fields and two kilometres on tree cross country, including some very swampy steam crossing. Just miss Johan Duvenage by one week. And then he said something that I, in Afrikaans, that I can't say. Let me weet as you weer gaat Johan. Maybe I'll ask Janet. Anyway, the photo was of the cross-country course section at Zerfontein. Moving right around, and we've, we're certainly covering a lot of the globe here today, Mel. Uh, we had Monty Slade in the UK. Boy, that was a chilly one at Ross and Wye Park Run. Minus six at the start and minus six degrees centigrade at the end. Double gloves of vent. And he gave us the double thumbs up emoji. And the picture was Monty's familiar thumbs up with glove and adventurous buff on a very foggy Ross and Y view. And wrapping up Daz's today, we heard from Sarah J in the USA. Delaware and Raritan Canal for me today. Bit colder than Brizzy last week. And we had a lovely photo of Sarah by the pop-up sign out there at Delaware and Raritan Canal. Hmm. So all around the globe and the country we were this week, Tony. We've certainly covered some kilometres there with the adventurers, Mel. And who are we going to award the Obi to? Mel, this week the Obi goes to... Heather Patzel. With a photo at Mount Gambia. Yay, congratulations, Mount Gambia. You are one of our favouritest South Australian park runs. Not that we have favourites, they're all our favourites. They're all our children, they're all our favourites. Yes. But now it's time for us to throw to the Consolidated Club Report. So, Mel, that brings us up to the Consolidated Club Report. And I think if we look at the numbers, there's probably going to be uh, a few less due to the number of cancellations across the UK and due to the just wet, miserable weather across the south of uh, Australia. So let's have a look, shall we? The Adventurers Consolidated Club Report for Saturday the 2nd of December 2023. Of a total of 513 members, 384 took part on this date in six countries across 202 locations. In the UK, there were adventures at 29 events. USA and South Africa had two events and Germany won. Locally, we had adventures in Kingsland with 42, New South Wales with 41, The Greatest State with 40, WA had 14, South Australia had 13, ACT and Tassie had five, the North Island had four, the South Island three, and one in the Northern Tree. And, Tony, our largest fronds, we had a front of nine at one event, which was Casula Parklands in Australia, 
where there was some Shell Harbour people on tour, let me tell you. Beck Bailey, Chris Fraser, Richard Fulshon, Sherry and Jason Cottle, Sherry Brantman, Ingrid Botha, Roberta Winters and Sam Schroeder. We also, funnily enough, still had seven adventurers at Shell Harbour and there was a front of five at four separate events. There was Cyril Curtin Reserve, which was your lovely self, Point Cook, also in the greatest state, south to Woomba, up in Kingsland, and to Rivers Wines in New South Wales. And Mel, this week we've had a couple of our adventurers run milestones. So congratulations to the following people. Michael Trancong, 4596618, ran his 100th milestone. Heather Hunter, 760611 ran her 250th milestone. And last week we also had Jeff Glub run his 100th on Thanksgiving Day at Joe Creason. That was one that slipped through as a midweek run. Congratulations, Jeff, and thank you for volunteering all that you do at Joe Creason. Yeah, really great participation there. And remember, if you'd like us to track your achievements, uh, you can add the Adventurers Club as one of your five affiliations on your Parkrun profile. It's nice and easy to do. Yes, it is. And we love seeing all our adventurers popping up in the results every week. Now, this week, there was three launches around the world that we are aware of. And the first one, Tony, is the University of Galway in the west of Ireland. They launched with 222 222 finishes, supported by 26 volunteers. Now, the course is described as two loops of the meadow to start, then turn right onto the riverside pathway for an out and back. Finish with one final loop of the meadow. This is a flat course on gravel pathways. So welcome to the family, University of Galway. Now we are very lucky that we've got some assistance this week, talk with our two South African launches. So we've got Johan to tell us all about them. And in South Africa this week, we were set to see the return of one parkrun and the launch of two new events. In the Great Karoo, north of the Swartberg Mountains, an event has been on pause for 193 weeks since the Great Lockdown. It was about to return with a new course and a new name, but retaining the event history of Prince Albert Parkrun. However, a last-minute change saw event number 251 of Wirendal Stadium Parkrun in the small village of Prince Albert, 400 kilometers northeast of Cape Town, being postponed this weekend until the 13th of January, when it will have been on high haters for a whopping 199 weeks. We are really looking forward to the eventual return of this event. Then, in the Western Cape Garden route to the south, Kuro Mossel Bay School Park Run launched in the coastal resort town of Mossel Bay, about 400 kilometers to the east of Cape Town. The pretty single lap course starts at the parking lot of the school and traverses through a bushy and mostly sandy trail before opening onto a grassy pathway with a full view of the southern Indian Ocean. Although the pathway is single track in places, it's generally quite wide with little congestion. 
The route description mentions, and I quote, some easy climbs to get your heart rate going, but that last climb just before the end made most participants break their trot and they rather, rather walked it out before sprinting to the finish. Event number one had an excellent turnout with 311 finishers, of which 61 were doing their first ever park run. The event will be a sure hit with the holiday makers that will soon be crowding into the region. However, please be aware that this route is much more challenging than the nearby Hartenbosch village park run and that whilst prams and buggies are allowed, it may require significant additional effort in places due to the terrain and soft sand. Unfortunately, dogs are not allowed at this event. And then lastly, a particularly scenic event launched in KwaZulu-Natal just outside of Eshawe, about 150 kilometers north of Durban. Dlinza Forest Parkrun is a multi-lap trail through the lush, lush vegetation of the majestic indigenous Dlinza Forest Nature Reserve, beginning and ending at the visitor center. The Dlinza Forest is a 250 hectare coastal scarp forest and is one of the great five natural forests in KwaZulu-Natal, which are the most important forests in southern Africa from the aspect of their unique biodiversity. The name Dlinza is derived from Isizulu, meaning a grave-like place of meditation, an apt name taking into account the peaceful setting. It's a bird watcher's paradise with 65 species to be seen. There are also a host of other small forest creatures, including 80 butterfly species. Be sure to visit the aerial boardwalk that extends 427 meters and is 10 meters above the forest floor for amazing views. Understandably, no dogs are allowed at this event either. Whilst prams are allowed, the tracks inside the forest are much narrower, so please take extra care. Event number one saw 132 finishers, of which 85 were brand new parkrunners doing their maiden parkrun. This concludes the launch schedule for 2023 in South Africa, and we are looking forward to a very exciting 2024. And I'd really like to thank Johan for all the uh, effort that he went to giving us a description of the course. It's uh, almost like we ran it, the description he gave. It was, uh, it was really good. Thanks, Johan. Um, so welcome also to Delinza Forest and Kuro Mossel Bay School Park Runs. Uh, Mal, it's interesting, since the start of November, so we're looking at five weeks, um, there have been 10 launches worldwide, and it's interesting, five of those have been in South Africa. So they've had a, a fairly big run of launches in South Africa. Greedy. Greedy. They're greedy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have had two in Australia. There's been two in Ireland and one in New Zealand. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just a little fun fact there. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting that half the launches in the world in that time have been in South Africa. Yeah, they're hogging them. <laughs> now, good luck to them. Very good to see the growth out there. But what is coming up, Tony? What are we looking forward to over the next few weeks? Mel, we're starting to see the um, the budgies in the wild, but the, <laughs> it's the never big gonna day. Get, it's never going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> the big day coming up is the 16th of December, which is Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day, where we encourage everyone to wear whichever version you've got, and uh, let's try to flood the socials with some uh, really great photos. I just love the the colours in these, the, the way that they actually stand out in the crowd. So let's flood some of the socials. Yes, that is very true. Now, so don't 
After just posting Dazzers with your ugly Christmas singlet or shirt on the 16th of December, but don't forget to go over to the actual ugly Christmas singlet or shirt page. So it is completely separate to the Parkrun Adventurers and it's probably always worth mentioning that we actually don't create the shirts here. They are created by the elves and uh, they are separate to the podcast. However, we support it every year because we just love the ugly. We certainly do, Mel. And Mel, looking, I guess, into next weekend, where are you next Parkrun Day? Well, I'm adventuring again. Hooray! (laughs) I'm jumping on a plane to Sydney. I am going to go up and tick off a rainfarer event up in Sydney. Tony, I am going to go to Campbelltown. Don't know anything about Campbelltown. I'm just going to turn up and, uh, I don't know, learn all about it when I get there. Turn up and enjoy a park yeah, run. Yeah, looking forward to it. So any adventurers out there in the area that want to rock up and say hi, come and meet me there and, um, yeah, we'll have a front. I've got to say, Mel, my my geography is pretty poor. I cannot even place in Sydney where Campbelltown is, so maybe I need to look it up. Me either. <laughs> I'll wait. Oh, details. I'll work that out when I get there. I've got half a day. I'm, I'm like, I'll land at lunchtime on Friday. I'll work all that out when I get there. Uh, minor details. Yeah. So, but what about you? Last week, Tony, you didn't know where you were going to be. Do you know where you're going to be this week? <sighs> Mel, Mel, Mel. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, this week we're we're heading off. We're going to head off early. We're heading up to a a little race up on a hill, um, and I think we're going to be in Melbourne once again on our way through. So I'm thinking probably either Kirkdale or Aurora uh, Park runs. One of those two. Now, Dano is a run director out at Kirkdale. Yep, Dano's a run director, but he's next artist into I think it's not till the thirtieth of December. So we'll we'll catch up with Dano and find out if he's going to be at home. If he is, we'll do Kirkdale. If he's away, we'll probably go a little bit further and do somewhere like Aurora. Okay, nice little four. Is it four lap or Aurora? Yeah, haven't done it for a long, long time, Mel. So I thought, yeah, might be one. Nice and close to the Hume as we're travelling up the Hume, so it's nice and easy mm. to get off. And go to absolutely, yeah. No, I remember it well, and I remember it being quite fast and. Uh, a nice surprise little park run there. I can remember we had a really good breakfast the day we went there, so I remember the important things. You're just remembering the cake. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me again two weeks in a row, so I appreciate that. Thank you for making the time. We should have Ollie back next week. Hopefully he has recovered. Hope you're doing well, Ollie, and look forward to chatting to you next week. But everybody, as always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventures on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Mm-hmm.